Welcome, everybody, to episode number 31 of the Average Jake Firefighter Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Owens, from the Average Jake Firefighter Blog. Going to take a little bit of a different direction on the podcast today. Um, you know, Usually, it's a lot about fire tactics, leadership, and, and I guess this is a leadership topic, but with Halloween approaching this time of year, it's usually pretty happy, right? The kids are... The kids are going out and the and everything, but this time last year in the uh, Central Virginia Fire Service, which I'm a part of, it was a pretty rough time of the year. We lost several firefighters in this area from a couple different departments, and as we're coming up on the anniversary of the firefighter that we lost in my fire department, uh, Firefighter Kevin O'Connell, uh, and it kind of being so close to Halloween, I stumbled across an article that I felt that I wanted to share with the listeners of the podcast. So if you don't, and I'm going to read the article to you, we're going to go through it, we're going to talk about it, and I hopefully I'm going to approach it from a couple different angles. But if you're, if you're not interested in listening to hearing me read the article and you want to read it yourself... Um, you should be, you'll be able to fast forward through the episode. Uh, go to Psychology Today and look up the article, The Masks That We Wear. Uh, it's written by Susan Sparks. So again, psychologytoday.com, The Masks That We Wear. So I really want to delve into this <clears throat> and talk about it. Um, and it really, like, I read the whole thing and it was super impactful. It was just kind of luck, right, uh, that I kind of stumbled across it. When I was reading it. So, so let's get into the article. Again, it's Susan Sparks, The Mask That We Wear, Imposter Syndrome and Why We Sometimes Feel Like a Fake. And just that title right there, uh, I, anybody that knows me personally knows that one of the greatest leadership challenges that I feel, and I've expressed this to mentors throughout the, my fire service career, is that I often feel like I'm not able to be me in the roles that I'm in now. Like I can't be Robbie the firefighter anymore because I have to be Robbie the captain or Robbie the company officer. I don't feel like I get to be authentic me because of just the ramifications of you can't, you know, or at least in, in, in maybe my fire department's unique. I don't know. It's probably not. <clears throat> if you read Kurt Verone's fire law blog, you can see every day that you know, sometimes, you know, there's some bad stuff out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, we should be abusing or bullying or anything like that. But some things that are just harmless banter are being interpreted as bullying or being inter So I often find myself not being able to have the camaraderie that I once felt in the fire service because I'm an officer now. I'm a, I'm a, and so I don't feel like I'm able to be me at the firehouse. And so sometimes I feel like I'm wearing a mask, like I'm not being the real person. So let's get started to the article. It's that time of year, the season when Halloween pop-up stores appear on every corner. Popular costumes range from The Princess in Frozen to Donald Trump and Zombies, which I believe, the same outfit. People go nuts about Halloween. That made me start thinking about the psychology behind the celebration Halloween is actually an ancient Celtic holiday on which people believed they needed masks to protect themselves from bad spirits that roamed the earth on All Hallows' Eve. Thousands of years later, people are still wearing masks. 
They hide behind anything from a false smile to Dr. Dre headphones to my personal favorite, people who wear dark sunglasses in the subway and aren't even celebrities. Then there are the emotional masks. The masks we hide behind because of fear. For example, if we are insecure, we might hide behind the mask of name dropping. If we are unsure of our power, we can hide behind the mask of being a bully. If we don't think the world loves us, we can hide behind a mask of anger. We mask the debt we've incurred to pay for lifestyles we can't afford. We pretend things are fine at work when our jobs are on the line. We pretend things are okay in our marriages when there's distance. What masks do you wear? One of the most common reasons we wear masks is what I think of as imposter syndrome. The fear that the world is going to find us out. I've heard it described as feeling like a fake, like you don't really belong or you aren't really successful but are just posing as such. It's like my Halloween costume at age seven. I dressed up as a zombie gypsy, something I believed to be terribly scary. Until my next door neighbor yanked off my mask and said, oh, it's just you. One of our greatest fears is that if we show our true selves, the world will say, oh, it's just you. But being you is actually the best and most perfect thing you could ever be. As Oscar Wilde said, be yourself, everyone else is taken. Or, if you are interested in the spiritual perspective, the psalmist wrote, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. There are three practical reasons why we should shed our masks. The first is to live to our potential. We have to bring all of who we are to what we do. There are numerous people who have our same skill sets or maybe an even better one. But none of these people bring the same personality, creativity, and spirit to the job that you do. That's something they can't match. The irony is that we often mask that part of ourselves at work and lose our greatest potential. The second reason is relief. It is exhausting to live in an authentic life. You put on a mask or two or ten, then take a few off, then put a couple more on. It's exhausting. Worst of all, you start forgetting who you really are. As comedian and actress Fanny Bryce explained, let the world know you as you are, not as you think you should be, because sooner or later, if you are posing, you will forget the pose. And then, where are you? The third reason is healing. When we wear masks, we carve a piece of ourselves out. Without holding parts of ourselves as unworthy. Excuse me, withholding parts of ourselves as unworthy. But in relationships, we can't be truly healed unless we offer up all the pieces. It's like handing someone a broken vase and asking him or her to fix it, but holding back two or three of the broken pieces. As one of the pastors of Hope City Church in Indianapolis, Indiana explained, masks make shallow what God has intended to be deep. 
everything in our lives get cheated when we choose to hide behind our masks. We weren't born with masks. We put them on so we can take them off. Start with this simple exercise. Think about a negative message you have held on to. Ask yourself whether it is true. More than likely, the answer is no. And if it's not, then you have to ask these questions. Why am I carrying that message? If I put it down, what would happen? Probably nothing. The main risk we face is the world's reaction. Opening yourself up threatens others. It invites them to reevaluate their own lives. Many times it forces them to realize that they too have the power to change, but they haven't. Don't let that stop you. Don't pull your mask partially off, then let the world scare you into putting it back on. As the poet E.E. E. Cummings wrote, The greatest battle we face as human beings is the battle to protect our true selves from the self the world wants us to become. Think about the masks you wear and commit to taking them off. Hold your gifts out to the world. No apology, no shame, no regrets. As the old saying goes, every creature has its rightful place, and in that place, it becomes beautiful. And again, that's an article from Psychology Today written by Susan Sparks. I believe it was written back in 2015. Yep, October 20th, 2015. Uh, The Masks We Wear, Imposter Syndrome. So let's talk about that. I've read the entire article, but let's talk about some of the pieces of that because there's a lot that we can that we can gather from that, or at least for me, and and I'm pointing fingers at myself as well when I say a lot of these things. And again, like I talked about in the very beginning, I am 100% guilty of putting a mask on when I'm on duty. I don't go into work as the same person I am here at home. And a lot of that reason is for protection. I am nervous that if I let my true self in the firehouse, that there's going to be negative repercussions. But I don't fear that at home. I don't fear that at home. I know I can be myself with my wife and my kids and my dad and my brother and my mother and all of my family members and really, really close friends. And it is exhausting. I go to work, and even if we don't run any calls or if we're having a slow day, quote-unquote, I'm exhausted at the end of the day because I feel like I cannot be that authentic me that I want to be. I feel like I can't 100% be me. No, I'm not saying I'm like 50%, but I know I'm not being 100 when I'm there. And in reality, if you delve even deeper into it, That's what, in my opinion, I think most fire departments want in their leadership. They want you to wear that mask. They want you to wear that, and I hate this term, but that organization mask. When you, and and really, it's kind of like a ceremonial, right? When you walk up that stage to get your badge, you're putting on a different costume. You're putting on a different mask. Now you're no longer. And that organizational mask, again, like I said, I hate that that 
topic or, or term, but that organizational mask can be daunting because now you're no longer representing you. You're no longer representing the person that you that you once were. You now have the face of the organization. That mask of the face of the organization, that can be daunting. And I can tell you, it's daunting for me. I'm often dealing with situations where I know how I'd really like to heal, to handle this, but I need to make sure that when I speak, I'm not just speaking for me, I'm speaking for the organization. And that is, that's tough, man. That, I, again, that, there's a reason that I don't want to be the fire chief, right? Like the chief of a department. There's a reason for that. And that's, and that's one of the big parts of it. And so as me, for me as a leader, that's extremely tough. And for me as just a, a human, that's extremely tough because I want, because part of the reason people get into this job and part of the reason people get into the fire service is for that camaraderie, right? And when you take that piece away and, you know, and maybe, and, and, and I'll, and maybe there's some guys that are really, really good at it or, and, and, and they, they're, and you're listening to this and you're like, oh, that's dumb because I still hang out with my guys and I do this and that and the other. And, and I, and that's awesome. And maybe the environment that your department has or the culture that they have kind of lends itself to that. And that's great. I, I, I applaud you guys for, for being able to do that. But I just, that's not the environment that I'm working in. That is not the experiences that I've had. I've had many negative experiences, many negative experiences when I took off that fire, that, that company officer mask just a little bit and showed a little bit of the real me. I've had that, whoa, you can't do that. You're the captain or the lieutenant or the whatever. Whoa, you can't say that. You're supposed to be a leader. Which often, to be quite honest, makes me angry and pisses me off because all these people talk about, like when you ask any firefighter out there, you ask any firefighter out there, what do they want out of their leadership? And one of the most number one of the most common things, number one thing on their list is I want an authentic leader. I want somebody to be real. And then when they're real, you don't like it. When they're real, you don't like it. And this kind of tailors off into another thing, but the big problem I see with leadership is that a lot of you guys out there want leadership when it's convenient to you. That's the mask that you're wearing. You're putting on this mask that says, I want leadership, lead me, lead me. But what you really mean is you want leadership when it's convenient to you. You want it, you're, you want it like Burger King. You want it your way, not the way that it needs to be. And when it's not convenient for you, you don't want it. And you talk trash about the guy who's leading you. And you tear him down. And so you make him go put his mask back on. Fine. If you don't want to, I'll just be the, the company officer. I'll be that guy. And I'm not saying there's, bad, there's not bad leaders out there. I'm not saying people aren't doing it the right way. But there are a ton of great leaders who get beat down because they're trying to grow you and they're trying to push you and trying to make you as good as you can be. And when you don't like it or... Or what you don't realize, and this is a lot of followers don't realize, that along with leadership comes accountability on their part. 
on the followers part. Again, that's another mask a lot of you guys are out there wearing. You want leadership? You're going to be held accountable. Period. End of story. And if you don't want to be held accountable, then you really don't want leadership. So stop wearing that mask. Just be honest. Be honest. Like, hey, look, I don't really want you to lead me. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not interested. I don't really want you to lead me because I don't want you to hold me accountable. At least I can work with that and your leaders can work with that. But So understand that if you want leadership, then you're accepting the accountability that comes with it because leadership is accountability at all levels. So when you tell me you want me to be your leader and mentor you and go through this thing, when you're not doing what you're supposed to do, I'm not going to be your friend. I'm going to be your leader and I'm going to come down on you and hold you accountable to what you said you were going to do. But 95% of the time, that person who's getting held accountable gets butt hurt, gets their butt on their shoulders, and goes and pouts for five days. So stop wearing that mask, followers. And then maybe you might get some real authentic leadership that you're looking for. What other kind of masks are you wearing? Like it says in the article, what other kind of masks are you wearing? A lot of us, and again, I'm no mental health expert, right? I don't have it all figured out. I'm not a mental health expert. I don't, you know, in fact, my wife has got a, a bachelor's degree in psychology, and I've told her before that, that I think that it's, a, it's kind of a fake degree. Just kind of joking with her. I don't really believe that. But I always mess with her like, well, psychology degree, what are you going to do with that? You know, just messing with her. But there's a lot of people that are hiding a lot of pain behind the mask of a smile. And I don't have all the answers to that. My best advice for that would be to reach out to somebody who is trained to listen. Who is trained to help you through those things. Find your best confidant. Engage your fire department's employee assistance program. But don't, and I told this to my kids the other day, don't pick a permanent solution for a temporary problem. Don't pick a permanent solution for a temporary problem. And I know that there's guys that have a whole lot of bad stuff going on in their life, and I'm not trying to trivialize any of it. But peel that mask off and let someone help you. No, I don't know what everyone's going through out there. I don't. I have no idea. But I do know that there are people in your firehouse and in your fire department that if you give them the chance, they'll help you. I'm not saying everybody. There's 601 people in my fire department. I'm naive to think that 601 people care about everything that's going on with me. That would be the most naive thing I could ever say, and I don't believe that. But I know there's a lot that do. Is it even 100? Probably not. But do you need that many? No, you don't. Really, all you need is one. You need one person to sit down and listen to you, to help you, to help get you through your hard time. So pull your mask off and open yourself up to that person. Pull your mask off and open yourself up to that person. 
I know for me, I'm tired of not being able to be authentic. I'm tired of not being able to be me. I'm tired of having to wear these masks. I'm tired of having to bow down to to political correctness and competing priorities and all of these things. I'm just tired. It wears you out. But the reason I keep going back is because I feel that what I'm doing is worth it. And I know that all the other firefighters and all the other leaders out there, 90-some percent of you feel that it's worth it too, which is why you keep going back and why some of us put these masks on, right? That's another big reason of why some of us put these masks on because that's the only way we can deal with it. And think about the social media culture that's in our world today. Nobody puts bad stuff on Instagram. What's the last bad picture you put of yourself on Instagram? Those Instagram models that got banned from the World Series the other day, if you look at their page, there's not a bad picture on there. It's all pictures of them, you know, hanging out at the beach, wearing bikinis, and it's all that, right? And we all do that. That's a mask. We are wearing that social media mask every day. And again, guilty. Guilty. And me and my wife joke, it's, you know, we are, my kids play sports and we, they have other friends that play travel baseball and, and wrestle in tournaments and do all this kind of stuff. And you can usually tell how the weekend goes, right? Because if their team wins, they post on social media. If their team loses, they don't because they don't want you to see that they lost. They don't want you to see that. That's a mask. I actually did post something negative. I say negative. But something real. That's probably a better way to say it. I posted something real the other day. Both of my boys wrestle. One of them placed first and they come home with a big red belt. The other one didn't win a match. So I posted about that. But what I did post about what, what a good person he is. That he's not defined by wrestling. He's won tournaments. He's lost tournaments. But he's not defined by any of that. He's defined by who he is as a person. And I'll take him being a good person any day. I don't want him to have to wear that mask of a wrestler so that he gets acceptance. I want him to be his authentic self. The good person. The creative person. The intelligent kid. The kid who's a little clumsy. That's okay. That's him. And I think that's a message for everybody that's out there. So you should ask yourself, and you should go read this article. And I know it's a little bit rambly, but when I read it, I had so many thoughts going through my head. I know it's a little bit rambly. But what mask are you wearing? And why are you wearing it? Why are you wearing that mask? Why are you doing those things? Like it says in the article, there's a lot of reasons that people wear masks. One of the most common reasons is that imposter syndrome. We think people are going to find out who we really are. Why are we hiding that? Why are we hiding that from people? It's unhealthy to hide who we really are from people. And I'm not saying you're going to be able to fix it in a day. I'm not saying I'm going to go to work the next day that I have to work and 
be different. It's not a revolution, it's an evolution. I'll say that again, it's not a revolution, it's an evolution. An evolution of you as a person, an evolution of you as a leader. And you're going to stumble. If anybody is out there telling you that leadership is clean, and that leadership isn't dirty, and that, every, and that they've got it figured out, you should throw their book in the trash. Because I'm telling you, no one is the perfect leader. No one's got all this stuff figured out. That's another mask that people are out there wearing. All these gurus out there writing leadership books, and I read them. I read a lot of them. But I also read them with context. I'm a big Jocko Willink fan. But even in his books, he talks about some of the things that didn't work, so he had to change. The dichotomy of leadership is one of them, is one big one. How he had to figure out that there's a dichotomy to everything and there's a balance to everything. And if you're too hardcore, you won't reach these people. And if you're too lax, you won't reach these people. That you got to be more in the middle. And that you're going to stumble and that you're going to fall. But don't be afraid of being found out. Embrace it. Embrace it. Like Oscar Wilde said, be yourself, everyone else is taken. There's nobody else to be but you. There's nobody else to be but you. Rip these masks off. One of the big things that I often hear, and again, because I put myself out there, right? I put my feelings out there. And I put my, I've got the blog out there, the Twitter, the Instagram, the podcast. I've written articles. I've taught at the conferences. And so... There's a self-imposed, not, not, rather not a self-imposed mask, but there's like from other people an imposed mask of perfection on me. And I never said I was perfect. In fact, far from it. A lot of the things I've gotten good at are because I was bad at them first. I wasn't good at tying knots, and I'm still not good at tying a lot of them, but the basic fire ground knots, I can tie them. Do you know why? Because I spent hours and hours and hours practicing. Literally hundreds of hours trying to practice knots. If there's a piece of rope laying around the firehouse, I usually pick it up and tie a knot. There's random pieces of rope all around my firehouse that have knots in them. Because I pick them up and I tie the knot and I put it down. But there's this perception or imposed mask on people who podcast, who blog, who teach, who write, who put themselves out there. That they're perfect. Newsflash. We're not. So don't put that mask on us. We're not perfect. We make mistakes. We're humans. I'm here to tell you that I make probably more than most. Because I am emotional. And I am invested and I get angry and I get upset. I am intense. I do a lot of those things. And I just listed a lot of attributes about myself and none of them was perfection. None of them. So don't put that mask on people. Don't put that. See them who they really are. See them for their flaws and all. And that's the thing about, again, putting these, you know, the, the, putting that mask of perfection. We tend to put some of these guys on the pedestal. 
we put guys like Ray McCormack and Kurt Isaacson and, and, and guys that we've never even met. Andy Fredericks and Alan Brunacini and, and, you know, all this kind of stuff. We put them on pedestals. And they've all had great contributions to the fire service, but they were all just firemen. They're not celebrities. And they would tell you that they don't want to wear the mask of one. So stop putting it on them. There's no celebrities in this job. It's just people that want to share what they know. They want to sit down with you and they want to talk. And if you don't want to hear what they have to say, that's fine. You can move on down the road. They're okay with that. So sit down after you're in this podcast, read that article, and ask yourself, what masks are you wearing? And why are you wearing them? Why are you wearing those masks? Are you in a culture or an environment that you can reveal yourself, that you can pull that mask off? And if not, ask why. How can you build it? Or are you even in the right place? It's okay if your beliefs and values don't match up with the fire department that you're in or the job that you have. Find the one that it does. They're out there. There is more than one fire department in the world. There's more than one business in the world. There's more than one team in the world. Find the one that you fit in. That you can be your authentic self. And then move forward. But shed these masks, or at least attempt to. And again, you're going to stumble. I'm not telling you that I'm going to go into work after reading this article and talking about this podcast as a completely different person than I was the day when I came home. It's going to take time. I have to evolve. I'm continuously evolving. Figuring out what my shortcomings are. Trying to adopt different leadership styles to reach the people that are in my firehouse. And sometimes I hit a home run and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I want to put that mask on. But I need to get more comfortable with taking it off. And I think everyone out there needs to get more comfortable with taking it off. Being authentic. Don't hide behind your mask of pain. Don't hide behind your mask of shame. Don't fear being an imposter. Be yourself. Be yourself. And the people that really care and really want to be invested in you, the person, they'll accept it. So that's kind of all I had for this one. I know it's a little bit of a short one. I hope everybody goes out there and has a happy Halloween. But when you're out there trick-or-treating, take a look at some of those masks and think to yourself, what's underneath? What's underneath those masks? Like I say on the end of every podcast, I can't do what I do without the support of some great people. Taylor's Tins, they make metal helmet fronts. They're great. Go to taylorstins.com. Vanguard Safety Wear, makers of the NMK1 Fire Glove. They're made for work. You can get them at vanguardsafetywear.com or dingusfire.com. 
the Fireground Commander Conference. Go to EmbraceTheResistance.com and look at all the great things that the Fireground Commander Conference is bringing in March 2020 to the Henrico Theater. Hit up all the Fireground Commander social media, hashtag FGC2020. We're going to be bringing speakers like Bobby Halton, Andy Sacadato, who's been on this podcast, John Burris, OJ from Magic City Truck, because I still don't know how to pronounce OJ's last name. Uh, Lots and lots and lots of great speakers. Nick Martin, all sorts of great speakers. So come join us in Henrico at the Henrico Theater, March 2020. Right now, $99. Don't miss it. Three days, lunch included, great speakers, 99 bucks. Best value in the country for a fire conference. And like I say every time, make sure you're spending one hour in the day in the gym working on your physical fitness. One hour in the library reading an article, watching YouTube videos, read one of the UL studies, doing some sort of research, learning the trade learning the history of our job, being invested in our job, and one hour doing some sort of hands-on training, putting your hands on the tools that we need, the basics that we need to do this job. You do that, and you'll become a pretty phenomenal firefighter, I guarantee it, and you certainly won't have to worry about any sort of mask of you being an imposter. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Stay aggressive.